Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. I'm going to preach this morning on a new song, and today's like Throwback Sunday. All the old songs, amen. I thought Brother Bobby's going to preach my sermon. God has got us right on the same exact page. He had no idea what I was going to preach today when he started preaching this morning. Uh, but grab your Bibles. I know you've been on your feet. Stand with me one more time, which is our custom here in honor of God's Word. We want to say God bless you. If you're here visiting at Life Church. Uh, we are honored that you would choose to worship with us this morning. Amen. But the greatest honor is just to be in the presence of Almighty God. That's what we're here for. Amen. Praise God. A new song. Uh, turn with me. I want to read from three different places, if I may, this morning. But before I do, I want to uh, give honor where honor is due. Amen. Uh, my mother is in the house this morning. She's over here. She is a walking testimony. Amen. Three years ago, we were planning to bring her out of the hospital, less than three years ago, out of the hospital with home health care to take care of her uh, because she didn't look like she was going to make it. But look at her now. She's traveling all over, starting ministries. She's with her best friend, which is my second mom that helped her raise me. It took two or three to get me grown. <laughs> Uh, this is Sister Linda Sims, if you just wave out there. Uh, she is actually here. She has uh, gave birth to a women's drug rehab uh, from my hometown that's nine or ten years old. Nine years old, I didn't get the success rates and stuff I should have. How many of you have graduated from there? Uh, just a powerful ministry that they come from all over the United States, literally, to go through a one-year program, I think, now with you. And uh, she's here as a consultant for us, and she's here to oversee our drug rehab ministry. Uh, she's brought all of uh, all. Uh, she's got it figured out. We don't. So she's bringing her wisdom and going to pour it into us to make us more effective. So let's give the Lord a hand praise for her. And she will preach the house down herself. <laughs> Two, uh, anointed woman of God, women of God. Now they have teamed up working together to see young ladies set free. Ain't God good. Just when the devil thought he had mom in her grave, she rose up and started ministry at seven years, 70 years old. And God is good. All right, open your Bibles with me this morning, and uh, uh, let's go to Isaiah 54. Everything in Isaiah this morning. Isaiah chapter number 54, verse number 1. Preaching on singing a new song. 54.1 says, Sing, O barren, thou that hast not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with children. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Tell your neighbor, get ready. Let them stretch forth the curtains of your habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. You might ought to nudge your neighbor every time you better scoot over. I'm about to expand. 
Come on now, let me hear somebody. I'm about to expand, amen. Don't judge me about where I'm at because I'm about to grow. I'm about to move forward. I feel increase, amen. I feel increase. You're going to break forth on the right hand and on the left, and your seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make desolate cities to be inhabited. Do not be afraid, for you shall not be ashamed, neither will you be confounded. For you shall not be put to shame. For thou shalt break, thou shalt forget the shame of your youth and shalt remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. Turn to, now over to Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42 and verse number 9. It says, Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I'm going to tell you about them. Are you listening to me? Sing unto the Lord a new song, and his praise from the end of the earth, ye that go down to the sea and all that is therein, the islands and all that, that lives on the islands. He said, sing. Now look over in Isaiah 43, verse number 18. It says, remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons, the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. And they shall show forth my praise. Let's pray together. Father, we just are so grateful for what we've already heard today, for your presence that's in this place today. Now, Lord, I'll just ask you to lead us in your word. I pray that we all leave here singing a new song today, Lord, our song, our own personal song today, Lord, of our witness and testimony of you, O oh Lord God. Thank you for what you've done and what you're about to do in this place in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout amen. amen. Praise God as you're seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. I shared with you last week that the word that God gave me, we preached on one new man last week. Uh, and, I, and, and I preached it in a different way last week because I told you that it was a prophetic word that God gave me. And prophecy uh, has a range of definitions. To prophesy simply means to declare the word of the Lord. It means to preach the gospel in one sense. But there is another definition of prophecy, amen, it means to foretell. Meaning, I'm going to tell you what I'm about to do before I do it. Amen. And here in Isaiah chapter number 42, God said, New things do I declare before they spring forth. I tell you about them. God said, I'm going to tell you some things that I'm about to do. 
Jesus kindly talked about this in the book of John, chapter number 15. He said, I'm not going to call you servants anymore because a servant don't know what his Lord is doing. He said, but I'm going to call you friend because what I've heard the Father say, I'm telling it to you. So he said, you're no longer children because children don't know what their parents are doing. They're just going with the flow. But there comes a time where you grow to an age to where they begin to share with you what they're about to do. Are you following me? So Jesus is saying, that's where you disciples are now. You're not just following me around, amen, uh, uh, and, 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 and just watching me do my thing. You're come to the age that I'm going to begin to tell you some stuff that I'm about to do. Wow, are y'all with me this morning? I'm, you're, 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 you're to the age now, and you're not an acquaintance anymore. You're my friend. And because you're my friend, I'm going to start sharing with you what I'm about to do. So the disciples had an inroad to revelation that everybody else didn't have. Remember, Jesus would be teaching, and he would have to teach in parables, and, and they would come back to Jesus and said, why aren't they understanding what you're saying? He said, it's been given to you to know some things they do not know. Because they are acquaintances, but you're my friend. And because you're my friend, before I do something, I just go ahead and tell you about it. I'm letting you in on the plan. Amen. So tell your neighbor, say, he's letting me in. He's letting me in. He's telling me some stuff, and he's showing me some stuff because I have become his friend. He said in verse number 10, amen, and as a result, I'm about to reveal some stuff to you I'm about to do, and as a result, I want you to sing a new song of praise. Are y'all with me? So in other words, singing, I don't know why Nisha laughed when I told her what I was going to preach on. She asked me if I was going to demonstrate with song. I said, not hardly. So according to these scriptures, singing is an expression of praise. And God says, now that I've told you what I'm about to do, I want you to sing. I want you to sing a new pro, uh, song of praise because a new thing requires a new song. Are you going to go with me this morning? A new thing requires a new song. In other words, I don't want you singing an old wore out song about what I used to do. I'm going to reveal some stuff to you and I want you to start singing a song about what I'm about to do. Oh, my, my, my. Uh, uh, this new song is an ultimate expression of faith. Amen. This new song will take a better ear than I. Are you following me? This new song will take a better ear than I because anybody can sing about what God has done. And people can write songs about what God has done. And we can enjoy the old songs that someone sang about what God has done. But God said, I'm going to tell you some stuff that has not been done. And I'm going to show you some stuff that I'm about to do. So this song you're about to sing is a new song. Yeah. 
Ain't nobody ever sung this song before, amen, because this song is your song. Oh, God, help me to preach it this morning. Because you see, amen, this song is your song, and can't nobody sing your song like you can sing your song. Bobby Stowe tried to steal my sermon. I'm going to preach it anyway, amen. So this song that he said, I want you to sing, it's not a song praising me for what I have done. It's a song praising me for what I'm about to do. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Oh, my God, you got to catch this. It's going to change your life. This new song is the ultimate expression of faith in God and what he's about to do. It's easier to sing about what he's done than to sing about what he's about to do. It don't take any faith to sing about what God has done. Oh, my God, help me this morning. Amen. Amen. You, you can do it unintelligible. You ain't even got to think about it. These songs, they, they become so normal and so common, it's just a, an expression. And we call it a worship service when in reality, I don't know if it's true worship or not, we're just mouthing songs. Amen. And, 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 and sometimes we've sang them so long, our hearts are not even connected to them anymore. They're coming from here down instead of here up. Huh? Amen. And we just all join in and we clap our hands. But God said, I'm pulling you into a new arena. I'm pulling you into a new era that I'm going to tell you what I'm about to do. And I so want you to believe I'm going to do it that you just go ahead and start singing. You go ahead and start praising. And ain't nobody going to be able to join in this song with you because they didn't hear what you heard. Because eye has not seen, yet ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for those who love. But God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. Amen. So you may have to reach over and touch your neighbor and say, excuse me. Amen. You may not understand this praise. You may not understand this song. But I just heard God say he's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Oh, my God, I feel something brewing in this place. Excuse me. That's why sometimes in worship service, they may be up here singing one song, but you out there singing another. Oh, somebody help me. Amen. You out there singing another song. This is the ultimate expression of faith. God said, sing, because this new song, oh, my God, are y'all ready for this? He said, I need you to sing because this new thing can only be ushered in on the shoulders of a new song. He said, now, now this is what I'm going to do, and I need you to sing. I need you to sing a song of praise because the new thing is contingent upon a new song because the new song is the proof you believe I'm about to do a new thing. Hmm? That's why he told her in Isaiah to the church, sing, O barren, you that has not born, you that didn't, you're, you're, you're not where you want to be. 
You're not doing what you want to do. You're not seeing what you want to see. Is anybody in this place this morning? Amen. You're not seeing the results you wanted to see. You prayed and prayed and prayed, and don't, nothing seemed to be happening. The womb seems to be dead. Don't seem like nothing's growing. Don't seem like I'm producing anything. He said, oh, Baron, I need you to sing. Amen. Matter of fact, he said, break forth into singing. Amen. Break forth into singing. And that break forth means to break out, to break free by force. So break forth. Praise is like the water breaking before the baby comes. Oh, you women should have said amen right there. He said, your song is going to be like the water breaking before the baby comes. And you can't give birth until the water breaks. And you'll not experience a new thing until you're able to sing a new song. Amen. And this is the hardest song you're ever going to sing because it ain't based on what you feel. It ain't based on where you're at. It ain't based on what you see. All it's based on is I heard something. I heard something. I just heard something. Everything looks the same, but I heard God say, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. I'm going to cause rivers to begin to flow. I'm not singing. Tell your neighbor, I'm not singing about what he did. I'm singing about what he's about to do. Somebody ought to help me worship in this place this morning. He said, I need you to break. Because it's part of the breakthrough. It's part of the breakthrough. Amen. You'll never get a miracle till you begin to sing. Oh, is anybody listen? He said, I need you to break four. She could have said, but Lord, what am I going to see about? I ain't had no kids. It's dead and dying and seems to be getting worse every day. Amen. He said, go ahead and sing because here's what's about to happen. You're finna break forth on both sides. You're finna, I got a word for somebody in this building this morning. You're about to enlarge your territory. You're about to go to the next level. You're about to grow like you ain't never grown before. For, but you gotta sing. You wanna get on your feet this morning and sing a praise unto God. My God, before you sit down, before you sit down, grab your neighbor and look at him and tell him, I ain't praising because I feel like it. I'm praising because I need a breakthrough. I ain't praise God Almighty. Help me preach this morning. Amen. You can keep your mouth shut if you want to. I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. I gotta see. Oh, my God. I believe. I believe heaven's waiting on life, church. I believe the ear of heaven is waiting on some individuals in this place to go ahead and start praising. Go ahead and start shouting. Go ahead. Why? Because I heard God say it. <laughs> my God. You know what we got? We got, a, <laughs> we got a problem here. I'm out of air. We got a generation of Doubting Thomases. Oh, somebody help me now. Hey, man, little Mary, little Martha come running back. He has risen from the grave. And remember, he let his friends on it before it ever happened. Amen. And here they come back. But old Doubting Thomas, he said, I will not believe until I put my hand in the scar. 
and stick my fingers in the nail holes, I will not believe. And about that time, Jesus walked through the wall. Said, give me a piece of that fish, fried, thin, and crispy. Oh, somebody ought to shout right there. Hey, I felt the Holy Ghost on that. Fried, thin, and crispy. He ate a little fish. And then he looked at Thomas and said, give me your hand, boy. And he took his hand and stuck it in his side. And then then Thomas, he's got cornmeal on his face. He says, my Lord and my God. And Jesus looked at him and said, amen. You have believed it because you've seen it. But blessed are those, somebody ought to help me in this place. Blessed are those who have not seen yet they believe it's time it is time to begin to shout over what we hear instead of what we see you're caught on my I just feel like Y'all pray for me. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> oh, said, anybody listen to me? Amen. He said, he said, I'm going to let you in on some stuff. And then I want you to sing about it. I was praying about this this, this morning, and I got to thinking, you know, before the ultrasound, you didn't know what you was having. I mean, you knew you was having a baby, but... <laughs> Or you was hoping for one. But you didn't know what it was. All you knew was you was expecting. I don't know how much I've heard that word the last few days. You didn't you didn't know what it was. All you know is the seed must have worked. <laughs> All you know is something was deposited in me and now look it's growing and I really can't put my finger on it. Oh my God, is who am I talking to? And I can't tell you what I know. All I know is there's something in me and it's growing and I'm about to give birth to something. I don't know if it's gonna be a boy, I don't know if it's gonna be a girl. All I know is it's gonna be God. And it's going to be good. Is anybody? So some of you are excited about something. You don't even know what you're excited about. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, my God, I just feel a story. I've been getting text about story and expectation. Amen. And I can't put my finger on it. All I know is it's a God thing. And I'm about to give birth to this thing. So hear me, honey. Don't get discouraged in the labor place. Just push. Is that legal? Is that legal? (laughs) Amen. It's part of the process, honey. Amen. It's part of the process. So, 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 so don't give up. Just push. Shake your neighbor and tell him push a little bit. That's what I was doing to Patty when she was going, come on, baby, push. Ain't nothing to it. Ain't nothing to it. Come on, just spit that thing on out there. (laughs) Hurry up. I got to go get me a cup of coffee. Push. High five your neighbor and tell them, just push, just push, just push. You, if you're not careful, the pain will distract you from the promise. Hey, don't let the pain distract you from the promise. You got to remember God said you're going to the other side. He told the disciples, get in and go to the other side. But in the middle, there was a storm and they forgot what God said. I come to remind somebody that's in a storm. You're going to the other side. I cut the other side. 
I heard God say, you're going to the other side. Somebody get on your feet and help me before I explode. Hug somebody. Hug somebody. Tell them you're going over. You're going over. You hear me? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, do you, do, do, God, I don't even know what to say. Hey, man, are you listening to me? That storm has not caught God off guard. Matter of fact, he, he blew it into existence so he could show you it's all about him. It ain't about you. There ain't no sense in getting this worked up just to preach. I'm, I'm breaking forth. He said, he said, he said, break forth into singing. Sometimes singing comes easy, but sometimes it's a battle. It's a battle because it's the ultimate expression of faith. Amen. And it is your weapon. Mm. It is your weapon. Because sometimes the water won't break and they have to poke it or whatever. <laughs> this is going to get out of hand. <laughs> Here, baby, you need a fan? I remember them saying that, poof, they pop, they just pop it, but they have to pop it, amen, so the baby can be born, and so sometimes God says, you get scared, are you listening to me, and, and I put a promise in you, and you get scared when the pain comes, and you start backing up and recanting, so God said, I'll just, I'll just poke it, I'll just cause a storm. I, is anybody listening to me? I, I'll just I'll just cause it. Amen. I'll break that water. Amen. Until you get up on your feet. Amen. With water running down both legs saying, Lord, I praise you. I'm going to praise you. I don't feel nothing but pressure, but I'm going to Oh my God. I don't feel nothing but pressure, but I'm going to praise you. The pressure is the proof. The promise is on its way. There's your word. The pressure Pressure is the proof, the promises. So, so, uh, Kobe come in my office this morning. He said, Pastor, there's such a level of expectation, but the devil is pushing back so hard. Amen. I said, praise the Lord. That's a good sign. Pressure. Amen. Is the proof. Something happened. Something happened. Are y'all with me? Amen. You got to be careful. You with me, dude? my favorite guy. I don't know why. I just love this guy. <laughs> if we're not careful, we'll do like Psalms. I forgot where it was. Oh, I wish I'd have wrote that down and let her put it on the screen. Amen. It said, uh, the church said, they brought us in captivity and they were holding us in bondage and we hung our hearts on the willows. Is anybody listening to me? They didn't realize it. They thought because they didn't have any weapons, they didn't have any means, they didn't have any support, they thought the, web, the, the harp was just a musical instrument, so they just hung it on the willow. They didn't know the harp was the weapon. 
My God, they didn't know the harp was the very weapon God was trying to get them down to, to where they didn't have a sword. They didn't have a gun. They didn't have nothing but a worship. And they hanged their hearts upon the willows. What's the next scripture say? That girl is awesome. For there they carried us away captive and required us of a song, and they that wasted us required us of mercy. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. One more. And they said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And God was trying to teach them, unless you learn to sing when everything's going awry, unless you learn how to sing in the difficulties of your life, you're going to stay in captivity. But today, we're going to break forth with a brand new song. And it's not a song of the past. It's a song of what God said. I'm going to. Somebody praise the Lord in this place. Oh, my God. No wonder. No wonder. Ephesians 5, 19. They said, praise God. That's what I love about her. You just, just shoot from the hip. Ephesians chapter number. I hope I got that wrote down right. Ephesians 5, what I say? 19. That's it. Thank you. Speaking to yourselves in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord see we make a mistake we were always thinking amen that we're just we're just singing something to and for God this song said speak to yourself in psalms psalms is a sacred writ melodized if that's a word. <laughs> Sacred writ with a melody put into it. It's singing what God said. Sometimes you got to start speaking to yourself with a song and a hymn. And who said we had to throw hymns out of church? All right, old timers, there's your chance. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. But it's and, and, and what kind of songs? You know what a spiritual song is? The opposite of a carnal song. You know what a carnal song is? It's a song coming from your intellect. He said sometimes you go through some stuff that your mind can't even figure out. So you got to reach down into your spirit and find out what God is saying. Oh, my God, this is too good. And just sing what God is saying. When you're in five weeks of chemo, six weeks of radiation, it comes a time you just got to start singing what God is saying. He said, as a result, you're going to break forth. You're going to start enlarging the place of your tent. Amen. So when he started dealing with me about this, I started changing. Can you give me a few more minutes? I started changing my form of praying. I was running back and forth, back and forth down there to, to Houston and just praying for God to do something with Sister Billy. And finally, the last time I went down there, I didn't go in there to pray for her. On the way down there, I said, Lord, show me what you're going to do. Well, that changed everything. <laughs> because if I'm your friend, I don't have to be left in the dark. I just need to see what you're doing 
And then I can respond. Are you following me? Now I can respond in faith to what I hear you're doing rather than a bunch of spiritual gibberish that has no substance to it. And all of a sudden, things just begin to change in my whole mind. That you can't sing a new song until you've heard from God. Because a new song is based on what he's going to do. And I can't, faith is, is, is only as powerful as what it's attached to. Oh, my God. See, we have faith in faith. But Hebrews says faith is just an anchor. Everybody's got one. You'll believe her. Oh, yeah, see, here's my anchor. I'm Baptist. I'm Pentecost. Whatever your persuasion is. But that anchor is only as good as what you hook it on. He said in Hebrews chapter number 6, I think it is, he said your hope is the anchor of your soul that goes in and hooks to Jesus. So in order for my faith to be effective, it's got to be hooked to something I heard. Oh, that reminds me of Scripture. Faith comes by and hearing what God's saying. That's not talking about sitting in a service listening to somebody preaching. If that was the case, we'd be walking on water. We wouldn't need a bridge over the Washtenaw. Are you listening to me? Oh, no, that's not what it means. Faith comes by you personally hearing what God said about this situation. Are you following me now? And he said, when you hear me, you better start writing a song. Because now I need a response to what I just told you. Oh, my God, my God. And when you respond by singing, he said, you're going to break forth, and my prophetic word is going to begin to produce in your life. So, see, you got to get, we got to get out of this generic praying and, and, and start praying, God, what are you doing? What are you doing in this situation? What are, you, what are you saying about this? What are you saying about this? And when I find out what God's saying about it, then I can step into what God is saying and just begin to respond. Was this not the ministry of Jesus? He said, you see me doing this? He said, all I'm doing is what I see my father doing. You call it all this faith when in reality this is true faith. I'm only mimicking what I saw and I'm only saying what I heard. So, so whether you receive it or not is your business. Oh, my God. I, I feel like God is trying to take this church, Kobe, into a whole new realm right here. What if we lived like this and just walked around saying, God, what are you saying? What are you saying? My daughter was in a, uh, uh, a church in California this weekend, and she just flew back in, and she said, I just got to tell you this story, this preacher told. And he told about a friend of his that went into Walmart. <clears throat> and he walked into Walmart, and he was walking down the aisle, and God spoke to him and said, that woman's got a bad ankle. So he said, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm in Walmart. <laughs> he asked the lady, he said, you got a bad ankle? She said, yeah, how'd you know that? He said, well, God spoke to me that you had a bad ankle. He wants me to pray for you. 
Can I pray for you? Absolutely. Well, he prayed for her, and she got healed and went crazy on aisle five in Walmart. <laughs> I mean, went crazy. They were, she was done just you know, ballistic over this and causing a scene, came back up to the register, and the, the cashier seen what was going on said, what in the world is going on? And she said, this man right here is a preacher. He just healed me. And that woman said, well, you know what? I got this ailment. You think you could pray for me? He said, absolutely. He prayed for her. She got healed. She went ballistic. And he said, you know what? God, I hear God saying he wants to hear some more people. Can I borrow your speaker? Well, absolutely. At this point, who cares? I'm healed. And he starts calling out, God, I just heard God say, there's somebody in this store with carpal tunnel. Meet me on aisle five. And he started speaking all this out. People just shopping. Can you imagine reaching for the pinto beans and your carpal flares up and somebody comes on the speaker? Oh my God. Lord. I'm serious, y'all. Oh, my Lord. These beans are anointed. I'm sorry. Pull it in, Dean. Amen. So they all start coming to aisle five. He's praying for them. They're getting healed. And now aisle five is, is full of people, and people are healed and falling out in the Holy Ghost. And, and, and finally he said, well, you know, Ben's, we're all here. I might well preach the gospel and just preached, and people were getting saved. Are you listening to me? God, hey, we sing a song. I am the friend of God. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you're a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. And he said, I'm going to start telling my friends what I'm doing and then all you gotta oh my God all you gotta do is respond to what God is telling you oh my God it takes the pressure off of us we don't have to work it up I ain't gotta see nothing because in this realm we walk by faith not by to sing this song it don't matter how well you see it matters how good you hear. And we need to stop and say, Lord, I just need to hear what you're saying about this situation because I need something to attach my faith to. Once I get that, I'm hooked up. Let the storm rage. I got a word. And I heard what he said. And I'm going to push. And I'm going to praise until I give birth to what he said. Is anybody getting anything out of this this far? Now, I ain't going to, I'm just going to have to preach part three, but there's some more good stuff. We'll, we'll just preach it next week. But you, some of you need to get your harp off at a, you, you know what a weeping willow's, a willow's called? It's called a weeping willow. Remember? Momo Love had one in her. It was just drooping all the time. See, you ever seen one? It's just, it's a terrible looking thing. We loved it as kids because they're easy to climb. But it's just drooping and it's sad and it's just weeping all the time. I don't believe it was a weeping willow until they hung their harps on it. They cursed that tree. I believe it. I'll believe it too. Somebody here proves me different. Get off that phone. She's Googling it right now. It's very tempting to hang your praise on difficult circumstances. It's so tempting 
to hang up your praise when all your resources are gone. When in reality, God said, I'm the one that brought you to this point to make you realize you had what it take the whole time. It wasn't your money getting you through. It wasn't your provisions getting you through. It wasn't your health getting you through. It was your praise. Oh, my God, is anybody listening? So if you lose everything else, don't hang your harp up. Because it is a weapon that orchestrates the angelic host of heaven and releases them on your behalf. It is time to sing a new song. Now, if I had more time, I'd go over and take you over to 2 Chronicles chapter number 20 when Jehoshaphat was outnumbered 10 to 1 saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. And God said, this battle ain't yours. It belongs to me. Amen. There's somebody's word right there. Amen. I don't know what battle you're fighting, but I just need you to know this battle don't belong to you, so let go of it. It belongs to God. And here's what God will do. Here's what God will do. Amen. God didn't tell Jehoshaphat to praise. God didn't tell him to worship. He just told him, this battle is not yours. It's mine. So the next thing he did, sister, he started organizing a choir. He put the praise team together. He said, lay your weapons down, get your banjos and your harps. And they went out on the battlefield praising God. Is anybody listening to me? Oh, if only we believed that God had this battle. Should start singing a new song. They were singing a new song. See, they couldn't be singing about what God had done because they were in a dilemma that they didn't even know what to do. So they had to have been praising God for what they heard him say he was going to do. And when they got out and crossed over the hill and got out to the battlefield with nothing but instruments in their hands, the Bible said the enemy turned on one another and began to destroy one another. And the Bible literally says, each one helped the other destroy the other. God will cause confusion in your enemy's camp if you'll just praise the Lord. While you're praising, he'll confuse your enemy and they will implode. God may be, I don't know what I'm trying to quit. God may be setting you up for a miracle if you'll just sing because lo and behold, they got to the battlefield and they went together the spoils and the entire army had wore all their Rolex watches, all their pearl necklaces, all their gold. and so They were dressed like they were going to a ball to go to war. Can you imagine what the enemy was thinking when he was putting all this on? Why are we getting all dressed up? Why are we putting on our most valuable stuff to go to battle? But all what God was saying, I'm trying to transfer, I'm transferring your wealth into their hands. I'm transferring what you have that you're using for the wrong thing into the hands of those who's going to do the right thing. There's a word for somebody in this place right now. If you'll learn to praise and worship him, he's not trying to destroy you. He's trying to get something to you. Stand with me all. I got to quit. I got to quit. I'm not through, but I quit. If I had five more minutes, I'd take you to Acts chapter number 16. <laughs> and I'd show you a man named Paul and Silas. Who was beaten beyond recognition. And they were 
not only in prison, but they were in the bottom of the prison and they were chained to the floor. They took everything they had. There wasn't nothing left, but the one thing they did not take was their praise. And at the midnight hour, the Bible says they began to pray and sing praises unto God. And they sung their way out of bondage. Now I need you to help me do the altar call. Amen. Reach over and grab your neighbor. Look, them, look at them. Go ahead and help me. Tell them right now. You got to sing your way out. It's the only way out. Brother Smith, I don't know about you, but some people think my singing has a lot to be desired. But I found a scripture for me. It said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And somebody even questions if that's joyful or not. But it's my song. And it's not as much about the melody is it is an expression of praise. And what makes it so powerful is I'm not praising him for some old hat stuff. I'm praising him because I heard from him. And he's going to make a way. And, and I want to encourage some people in this altar call this morning that he said right on up above that, when you pass through the waters, I'm going to be with you. When you come through the rivers, they're not going to overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you're not going to be burned. So the encouragement is, I'm going to go through some stuff. I'm going to walk through the fire, but I heard God say, it's not going to consume me. So I'm going to praise him. Not because he delivered me out of the fire, but he's my God in the fire. Oh, is anybody listening to me? And that's what's going to give me the strength to go through. I, I need you to read Isaiah 43 because there's another promise for some of you moms and dads. He said, I'm going to call them your children, your seed, your sons and daughters, nieces and nephews you're praying for. He said, if you'll learn how to praise on what I said instead of begging me to save and deliver and start praising me because he said, I'm going to bring them from the north, south, east, and west. Oh, is anybody getting this word this morning? I heard God say, is that just a scripture to you? Or do you hear God saying, I'm going to bring them home. I'm going to bring them home. I'm going to bring them home. God said, I can tell if you believe what you heard by the song coming out of your mouth. Is it poor, pitiful me, or is it a brand new song? Of I'm singing what God said unto me. Oh, my God, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. These altars is always open. We usually call up a prayer team, but these altars is open if someone needs to know Jesus this morning. You're first and foremost. These altars is open to you, and you're welcome to come. And while they're thinking about it, you as a body, I just need you to enter into your own altar call right where you're standing of God. Give me a new song. Come on, come on. Somebody let that be your prayer. God, I want to hear what you're saying. I want to see what you're doing in this situation because you're always moving. You're always 
working. You have not forgotten me, Lord. Let me see what you're doing, oh, Lord God. Give me a new song that I can begin to sing. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, you need to take your harp off the willow tree. You've just come through a storm. You're in a storm right now, and if you're not careful, you'll hang up your praise. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Take it off. Take it off that willow tree and say, I'm going to praise God when I don't understand. I'm going to praise God when I cannot see. I'm going to worship him when I cannot see what God is doing. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to break forth. I'm going to break forth. I'm going to push my way through with praise. I'm going to, I'm going to wield this mighty, powerful weapon of praise. Worship. I'm going to glorify him for what I heard him say he did. <laughs> no wonder when the storm was raging and Jesus was walking on the water. And they all thought they were going to die. And Jesus came walking on the water. And Peter said, Lord, if that's you, I need to hear you say come. Because I can't walk on that level without a word. I can't walk on that level on what the preacher told me. I got to have a word. And Jesus said, come. Jesus said, come. Somebody, somebody needs a word from the Lord. Somebody needs a word from the Lord. You hear God say anything right now? All right. Somebody needs a word from the Lord over your situation right now. Please, this is, this is a very important time. Just take time right now. Amen. Shut everybody else and say, Lord, let me hear what you're saying. You're always speaking. You're saying something about my situation. What is it, Lord? What is it? Come on. Push out all them voices of all the negativity, all them other voices that everybody else is saying. Let me see, Lord. Let me see, Lord. You are the friend of God. Jesus said, you're no longer a servant. You're my friend now, so I'm going to tell you. I'm going to relay to you what the Father's saying. God, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying about my personal life? What are you saying about this crisis? What are you saying about my community? Lord, what are you saying to me right now? Listen, listen, listen. Listen, I know this may seem uncomfortable, but just stop and listen. Stop and listen. Expect, expect God to drop a seed into you right now. Expect it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Maybe this is what your prayer life needs to look like for a while. Listening. I'm listening, Lord. I'm tired of jabbering. I'm just, I'm just listening. What are you saying? What are you saying about my situation? Mm. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let me tell you what happened. Quick testimony as Kobe's getting ready to do a baptism. Hunter, Hunter's about to be baptized. Y'all go get ready. Listen to me. Don't nobody move. I need to share this with you. Right before I preached a revival at St. Paul's Baptist Church, right behind Max here about a month ago now, a couple months ago. And before I went into that revival, God gave me a, 
a word. And I thought it was to preach, but every night I'd have to lay the word aside, and I wouldn't get to preach it. I wouldn't get to preach it. And the word was out of the book of Ezekiel where he said, I'm finna, the kingdom of Israel was divided into two nations. He had Judah and Israel, the northern and southern kingdom. They were divided. And God spoke to me and said, take a stick for Judah and take a stick for uh, Israel, and I want you to put them together. And he said, I'm going to make these two one. I'm going to unify these, these that have been divided for years and years and years. I'm going to put them back together, and they're going to become one. Well, I preached that whole revival and never got to preach that message. So I thought, well, maybe I'm supposed to share it after. So the last night we closed out. Before everybody left, the pastor said, we want Pastor Love to give the closing remarks. And I threw that word out there. It didn't seem to go very far, but I threw it out there. That I'm going to make the two one. It's in Ezekiel chapter number 37, I think. I'm going to make the two one. And they're going to be one voice to me. Well, I thought this has to be it. It was uh, Baptist church number one. Uh, all black church number two, the two things that I fight for is uh, to do away with racism and denominationalism that divides us. I thought this is it. Well, after the revival, total chaos broke out. Some people took some things I said and twisted it all up, and I looked like a racist. It was crazy. And I thought, God, you gave me a word. Now this thing's worse than it was before I went over there. And I didn't even realize what God was doing until I was preaching this message this morning. <laughs> that since then, we started contacting pastors and leaders. And Monday night of last week, pastors of every denomination, different cultures came to one place and is planning one big unity meeting for Caldwell Parish. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I literally, when I started calling, I knew it had to be done, but I have been pushed back so long that I even hated to text some of these guys. But every text came back, yes, sir, we're in. Yes, sir, we're in. Yes, sir, we're in. Yes, sir, I took it to my entire denomination. We are in. We are in. We are in. And God just reminded me, preaching this message, I told you, I'm going to bring unity. So uh, I'm just sharing with you, what did I hear God say? I heard God say he's going to unify this community. That's what I heard him say. He's going to unify the churches, and we're going to come together under one common banner, and his name is Jesus Christ, and unity will spark revival that turns a community upside down. So I told you that to tell you this. Let's don't get distracted when circumstances start preaching the opposite. You got to stand on what you heard God say. Some of you may have a promise that's 20 years old. You hold on to what God said because God's word is going to come to pass in your life. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to Life Church of Columbia dot org.